2: 2019 CFL season is over. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 409. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk football. The last week of the 2019 CFL season is officially in the books. There are no more regular season games. This is where it stands. We have a written-in-stone playoff situations happening around the league. We are going to go over them shortly. In fact, we could probably do that as soon as I sign into to the, the boys before we do the game reviews. We'll talk about the playoffs. Hey, because that's where we're going next. It's playoff season now. Okay, regular season's over. Playoff season is now upon us. And who is going to win the Grey Cup? Oh, my God. I'll tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be the Ottawa Red Blacks, Toronto Argonauts, or BC Lions, because they didn't make the playoffs. That's a fact. Okay? So there are six teams that are in, this, in the playoff hunt right now for the illustrious Grey Cup Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Calgary Stampeders, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, yeah, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Montreal Alouettes, and the uh, who's the other team? Oh, yeah, Edmonton Eskimos for the East. Wow, did I get that right? Did I say Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West? I think I did. Okay, Bombers are in there for sure. I don't know where. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's open up the phone boards right now. We've got uh, uh, Mark is absent again. You know, when BC Lions were like 1 in 10, I really didn't feel like doing the show. I didn't really watch football much. It, it just was kind of depressing being a BC Lions fan, and I really didn't want to do anything about that. So I just... But I came to the show. I was in the show. I did it all the time. My heart wasn't in it. But, you know, I was here because it's a commitment that we did for the thing. Now, the Bombers aren't doing very well. They, they're losing their games. Their they're, they're quarterback situation's kind of iffy. They were rah, rah, rah all year long about winning the Grey Cup. This is the year for the Bombers after 28, 29, somewhere in their years since the last Grey Cup victory. They were rah, rah. Oh, In-your-face attitude, arrogance disgusting despicable blue bomber fans uh anyhow and and you know i'm not really gonna blame mark for that because he really wasn't that bad about it uh, but now that the bombers are not doing very good he doesn't seem to want to come on the show you know he, he he has got to go to work or he's got to get up early or I'm going to go see a concert or I'm going to smoke a joint or I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't seem to want to come on the show anymore. And I wonder if it has anything to do with the way that the blue bombers are playing right now. <sighs> I understand it. I uh, totally, as a BC line fan, I totally understand not getting up for the event when your team sucks. Uh, but you know, Hey, sometimes you just got to do what you don't want to do. And, uh, <laughs> Get on the podcast is one of those things. Uh, also, Phil is not available tonight. He's got guests over or something. And he's trying to put them to bed. I don't understand that one. How do you put your guests to bed, like, at 8 o'clock at night? Uh, but he's welcome to try and then join the show. Uh, we'll see what happens if he uh, makes a little thing in there. So uh, who I do have on the uh, on show with us tonight is Will and Charles. And Charles, go ahead. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Good evening, I
0: put my- guest to bed a long time ago, so we're going good. Not that I you have, have guests, guests over too no, no i don't, no. I'm only kidding yep I'm just kidding. I don't allow guests in my house no i do I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> which is it yep, which, which kidding what? are you doing you are confusing me with too many kiddings
0: i have no many I have no guests, but I do allow okay. people in my house from time to time
2: will 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 doesn't have. Guests over either, but then he let me stay over, and I guess that was too much for him last year because he changed that room into a closet. So, uh, well, just need to house put his shoes, shoes or something. Uh, yeah, he's got to put some shoes somewhere. So, yeah, I, I, yep, I don't know. The, have room, a place the to room, stay room is still with. there. The room is still
1: there. The room is still oh. there, Christopher.
2: Uh, okay, so the guest that, uh, room uh, okay. Is still there.
1: Actually, the guest room, Christopher, is nicer now because we've redecorated it peace and painted and. Did a whole bunch of stuff. So.
2: Oh, okay. Not okay. you know when a guest comes over, they usually are only in that room to sleep, right? So it really doesn't matter what it looks right. like, right? And
1: and and but the highlight of that whole experience is when you look down the bed, you can see Will's closet, okay, and his shoes and oh, his clothes. Oh, I'm and pretty.
2: Ex- I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah.
1: That that yeah. I'm telling you, I should charge for that tour. Yeah.
2: If I come back, I'm going anyway. to try and choose all of them.
1: Okay, you do that. What
2: size? What size feet do you have? Ten and a half. Oh, okay, they're not going to be too big. I thought you'd be a bigger feet with the your I don't height. Know what I wear? No.
1: Yeah. No, that was had small feet.
2: Hmm? So. I don't know. My daughter anyway, just told me I'm weird. Can I,
1: yeah, I know. Can I talk about something for a minute?
2: Okay. Well it's a football show. What would you like to talk about?
1: Well, you know, I've I've been doing this show for I don't know three and a half years, four years or whatever it is.
2: Give or take and somewhere the
1: let's, in there, yeah. let and the let's talk pages have been around for three or four years, give or take. Five. And then
2: there's five, and then
1: there's a and then there's other groups and I've been on all of these groups for say five years. Okay. okay. And and I get we have the overall let's talk group where everybody comes on and says what they want and then every individual team has a let's talk group. And then most there's of them do. not all of them, but most. For, right. And then there's other groups for individual teams. And I'm not even gonna mention this group, but I think last week I, I don't understand why people want a group where they can kumbaya and talk about how great their team is and even if their team isn't great they just keep on going on and on and on and on and they let outsiders into this group and I happen to be an outsider and on this particular post they were talking about how great Andrew Harris is and my only comment was Quote, he's a cheater.
2: <laughs> Holy cow. I'm so you're, you you're not a member of that thing. group anymore, eh? <laughs> well,
1: no, I think they muted me because I couldn't make comments. And then they proceeded to bash me continuously, and I couldn't respond. And all I'm going to say is, you're all a bunch of cowards, okay? <laughs> if you're going to bash somebody, let them them argue with you. Let them have a response. Don't just mute them and then he can't say a thing and you guys just go along and along and along. And I didn't say, all I said was Andrew Harris is a cheater. That's it. I didn't say Andrew Harris is a moron. I didn't say Andrew Harris likes old women. I didn't say Andrew Harris was black. I didn't say any of those things. All I said was Andrew Harris is a cheater and oh my god Well, so I you know, guess if you guys want to live in this in this bubble then go ahead and live in your bubble ok
2: I think there's a fine line between it. Andrew Harris got caught cheating and Andrew <laughs> Harris is a cheater I, I think there's it's a the distinct difference between the two things a, the am I wrong? Thing. they're the same thing yes
1: it's the same thing Yes, totally, in my mind, see the Saskatchewan Rough riders in...
2: as a team have been known to cheat, okay, and I would say that that team is a cheaters. they have no morals, no ethics because they know they're cheating, and they do it anyhow okay there there's malice in that do you? I'm going to take a step out here, and I'm not going to defend Andrew Harris because I don't have to. Uh, do you believe that there was malice in this, in his act? I'm not sure there was. I'm not sure it matters.
1: Malice, malice in the fact that he was taking something that makes him better. Is that gonna, is that gonna hurt the world as a whole? Of course, it's not. It's just football. This is not. This is not. It's not that big. But bottom line is, he got caught cheating. Is he he took a performance enhancing drug. He got caught cheating. And yes, you can argue about it was a blah blah blah. You know, supplement
2: contaminated supplement whatever.
1: whatever right? Contaminated whatever. So Andrew Harris is the first guy in the history of the world to be innocent of these things. Is that right? No. Well, He's the first
0: guy. I mean, no. we kept and hearing that he was going to have his own test done and uh, that they were going to clear well, him no. and they were going to show that the supplement was tainted. But we have yet right. to see anything uh, to uh, okay. back that up.
2: The only thing that I have to say about that is you cannot prove to me that the sample that Andrew Harris gave in to be tested wasn't salted by him before it was for testing. That's true. Okay? If you know what I'm talking about here. That would really, he could no, that add really a, make him a, a cheater. Yes, yes, because now he's trying to cover it up and lie about it. But but that you, you can't prove that. <clears throat> right you cannot prove that he didn't salt it before he handed it in for testing so there there's nothing that he can do to prove his innocence all he can do is shut up and let it go away
3: mm-hmm. but
2: it keeps rearing his ugly head especially around this MOP debate right now which i think is hilarious I mean, some of the people out there who I would have least expected to be on his side and/ or against him, or against the concept of it, just didn't come out the way that it expected it to. Uh, Troy Westwood, um, Milt Stegall, both came out and said, "There's no fucking way in hell that Andrew Harris should be up for any, be allowed up for any award, any award, period. I mean Troy Troy Westwood's just likes controversy, so I kind of expected it to him, but I didn't expect him to throw another bomber under the bus, right? But Milt Stegall on TSN I didn't expect that one at all.
0: No kidding.
2: You know, I just I but didn't expect
1: always, it. But as always, you know, here's the funny thing in in it's a rule. In the NFL that if you get suspended for performance enhancing drugs, you are not eligible for any correct awards okay yep. but the But then the worst thing is you're still eligible for awards in the playoffs, so mm-hmm. that's kind of stupid. But all I can say about Andrew Harris is o j. Simpson is still going to find Nicole's killer eventually, he promises. That's the same with Andrew Harris. Just leave it alone, shut up, go away. Okay? Yeah,
2: and the sooner the better.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you know what? I was thinking about what you said last week, Christopher, about Andrew Harris not being the MOP because he ha- doesn't have that – he didn't have that great of a season. And now that I, I think that. about it
2: – I didn't say well, that. now
1: no, no. But now, that I, but now that I think about it, the reason Andrew Harris is having such a great season is the Bombers are a run first, pass second team.
2: It's they're quarterback, because they're
1: quarterbacks. Because they have nobody who can pass the ball. Yeah. So your running back better be very good. And Andrew Harris is very good. Mm-hmm. With or without drugs. Right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. <laughs> no doubt no, in my mind. Now that I've said all, now that I've all of this, they're going to come into Calgary next Sunday and kill the bomb or kill the Stampeders, and I won't have anything to say for the rest of the year. So there you go.
2: But, I mean, if you look at, I mean, uh, the 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 trick here. I mean, Andrew Harris. I'll give him credit. He's got a 6.1 yard average. That's nothing to sneeze at. Okay, that is exceptionally good. Okay. In fact, there is nobody else in the league of oh, Cameron Marshall. And uh I don't know who this is, but he only had four touches, so that doesn't really count. Um Okay, where's this uh carries anybody over, yeah. So no, it 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 doesn't it doesn't count. Uh So, I mean that that is pretty Oh, I'm sorry. William stamback has got a better average, 6.2. Yep. But Without question, without question, Andrew Harris has the most amount of touches than any other player. In fact, he's got over 50 more, 55 more touches in the season than William Stanback did. Okay? He's only got 10 more than William Powell, but William Powell played an extra two games because William Powell wasn't suspended. I don't know. I'm tired of talking about Andrew Harris. Um, so before we get into the game review, I promised the listeners that we would talk about the playoff situation. And the playoff situation is as this. The Saskatchewan Roughriders are first in the West. They have a bye. They will host the Western Final. The Calgary Stampeders did defeat the BC Lions, And that puts them one point up. And hang on, let's just get over here. Saskatchewan finished the season 13 and 5, Calgary 12 and 6, Winnipeg 11 and 7. Calgary will host the semifinal game, and they will be playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay. Uh, Edmonton finished below 500 at 8 and 10, and will cross over to the east. BC is eliminated from the playoffs. Or did not qualify for the playoffs. They weren't eliminated. They did not qualify. Uh in the Eastern Division, the Hamilton Tiger Cats finished their season 15 and 3. Miraculous season for them. Well done. Way to go, Hamilton. Okay? Uh the Montreal Alouettes finished in second place with 10 and 8. The respectable season, respectable standings. Uh it was in a weaker Eastern Division, so you gotta give them a little bit there. But you know, hey. We'll see what happens. I think they're going to get destroyed by Hamilton. uh, And so will Edmonton. So it really doesn't matter. Hamilton's going to the Grey Cup. Uh, The Toronto Argonauts. uh, So Hamilton hosts the Western final, or sorry, Eastern final, and has a bye in the first round. Montreal will host the semifinal game with the Edmonton Eskimos traveling over there. The Toronto Argonauts and the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks both being pathetic at – 4 and 14 and 3 and 15 are eliminated from playoffs. Now, the BC Lions were not any better at 5 and 13, so please don't come down, well, BC, you, you act like BC so hot uh, shit. No, they sucked just as bad, okay? I'm not overly impressed with a 5 and 13 season any more than you should be impressed with a 3 and 15 in Ottawa, okay? Uh, it sucks, and uh, they got to do better, and uh, that's a fact. Uh, the one thing I will give BC credit for Uh, They did score 411 points in the season where Toronto was 373 and Ottawa was only 312, 312 over an 18 game season is pathetic. Um, seriously, like seriously, BC had 25% more points, actually 33% more points. Okay. Um, So that's a playoff situation. Charles, you got anything to add to that?
0: Nope. Uh, It kind of sucks that uh, the Lions are now done for the year. But, hey, we uh, knew probably since about uh, the middle of August that there was not likely uh, to be uh, playoffs for the Lions this year. Uh I'm going to disagree a little bit though on uh, Montreal. I think I don't know if they're going to beat Hamilton, but I think they're going to be uh, a closer game than you think. I think it's going to be I don't uh, think
2: it will. I uh, I really I, don't think they do. Maybe not. I don't but think I, they're I think that good. Oh, uh,
0: well, maybe, maybe, maybe of, not it, we'll have to wait and see. but
2: I you know what? I've got to look at it. I'm going to point this out to you and this is the way that I feel Montreal is right now. Do you remember when BC went on a roll and they were like four, they they had four wins in a row?
0: Yep.
2: Okay, and we thought that they were really awesome because they got four in a row, and we we're talking, oh, they should be moving up in the power. I never really said that. But, you know, everybody was talking about how, you know, one of the hottest teams in the league right now was the BC Lions. Mm-hmm. Well, they were playing Ottawa Red Blacks and Toronto Argonauts. Right. Okay, their, their wins, although they're wins, and as Will says, a W is a W, a W, um, they were against pathetic teams. Okay. Oh no question. I I don't disagree with I that. I don't think Montreal has showed enough against quality teams to turn around and say that about them. Okay. I'm not saying they didn't beat some quality teams. I'm just yeah. saying that they didn't show enough of it. Hamilton. I don't think there's a team in the league Hamilton didn't beat this year. True. Okay. Hamilton's going to be able to hold their own with any team. Can you say that about Montreal?
0: Uh, Depends on the day, but uh, maybe not. I mean, hmm. I think they can hold their own. I don't necessarily think they're going to beat them, but I think they can uh, keep from getting embarrassed.
2: If it's the Eastern final and it's in Hamilton and Montreal is coming into Hamilton – there's not a soul around that's going to put money money on Montreal.
0: No, you're probably right.
2: Not a soul. I think it's fair comment. Okay. Yep. It, 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 you can't do it. And so mm-hmm. I I don't, under those circumstances, that's not holding your own. Will's going to go go Alves, but I don't think he's going to bet on them. No, probably I not.
1: Bet
2: on the L's. What, I that? would bet on the Ls. What that? I would bet on bigger the I would bet on You're
1: a bigger fool L's. than I thought you are. Okay. Well, no, um, no, you didn't let me finish.
2: Okay. I would bet on
1: the Ls. I would bet on the Ls to beat Edmonton. To beat Edmonton. I think
2: they beat Edmonton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. I think they will beat Edmonton. They're
1: better and the, and, and Edmonton then we're, we're going to get the
2: Eastern fans... <laughs> bitching and whining about the crossover. Okay? Yeah, uh, but they do there's that just every another year. Western team that crossed over and failed.
1: Let them complain.
0: complain. They do every what year. Is, Who
1: cares? What is what is Montreal's record?
0: 10-8, and eight, was it? 10-8. and eight.
1: I believe it's 10-8. Tw- ten ten eight. Eight. So is this the first time in a while that both the teams in the East have good records? I think so. Over five hundred
2: yes. yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. But that's only amazing.
2: that's only because they're absolutely garbage. Okay. Yes. If, if Toronto, uh, I understand one team in the East being absolute garbage, the total hot garbage, right? Mm-hmm. But having two teams over there just elevates everybody else. Okay. So if if Toronto had held its own and split the series with Montreal, would Montreal be 10 and eight? no, you know what I mean? But they just got uh, they, Montreal got to abuse Toronto two or three times, got to abuse Ottawa two or three times. Uh, I can go back and look at that if you want, but uh, it, it's just a fact. When you have two pathetic teams in your division, you, you, you get to you get more teams than you should. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's and, just I mean, it fact. is
1: Hamilton's record is pretty impressive because I think that is like the what the third best record ever in the history of the CFL.
2: Possibly, I mean, they did they they split yeah, the it series is. with it with Montreal, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they so. yeah. Yeah, and, by the way, uh, Montreal already beat Edmonton at least once. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but, yeah. once again, once again, it just depends
1: on, I, I think Edmonton is more of a veteran team than Montreal is, and it really depends on who steps it up in the playoffs. Edmonton could beat Montreal. I don't think you know, they'll get out of Hamilton. I have no. my doubts.
2: Uh, you know, talent wins football games pretty much all the time. Okay? The most talented team usually wins a game. In the playoffs, yes. it's the better coach team. It doesn't matter. I agree. Okay? Seriously, it comes down to coaching in the playoffs, and I will take Kahari Jones over Jason Moss any you know, day of the beat.
0: week. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know Heartbeat
2: Just, just cause. I, I, have
0: just never thought that. I've never thought that.
2: Um, Jason Moss is a quality coach. Jason
0: Moss was a quality coach. I've never
2: felt that. No, never.
1: And and, and we'll he, see he, if he gets a job next year. In me? BC. Oh God. We'll see
2: if he gets a job next year in BC. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Go easy. I'm not done with that yet. Okay. I'm actually finally doing it, by the way. I just thought I'd share that with you guys. I am actually doing it. I have finally sat down and started to write my letter to David Braley. Okay. And I'm three paragraphs into it. 279 words. I'll get there. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. We'll see what happens. Okay, uh, should we uh, review these football games? Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. You excited? Yeah.
2: Well, uh, about what? I, I'm sorry, I can't. Never mind. Well,
1: it, it wasn't it. It wasn't the football this weekend because it was kind of boring.
2: Let's face it. I am amazed that Ottawa scored as many points as they did. Just saying. Uh, First game up Friday night was the Montreal Alouettes, the Ottawa Red Blacks. uh, Last game of the season at Frank Clair Stadium in Ottawa. Uh, It was an interesting game. No, it wasn't. It meant nothing to either team, and uh, it kind of showed Charles, get to talk about football, Friday night football.
0: This looked like a scrimmage. I'm sorry. Uh, these are two teams <laughs> that were going out there. They did. Neither team gave a damn. They went out there. They went through the motions. It, it was nowhere near a classic. I mean, you're talking about Ottawa Red Blacks, uh getting as many points as they did. Well, that's because the, the defense, first of all, they didn't care, and um, I don't think half the defensive starters played more than about a quarter or so. And let's face it, are you going to go all out and risk injury? Uh, if, if you're Montreal, are you going to go all out and risk injury on a final week game against Ottawa? I mean, no. you know it was bad if Dominic Davis was 16 for 18 for 155 yards. I mean, Dominic Davis is not a good quarterback, and he had actually really good numbers in this game. Will Arndt had good numbers in this game. I'm actually surprised that Vernon Adams was in as long as he was, and I'm kind of surprised he played at all, to be honest, because they didn't need him out there. I'm surprised that Standback was out there, although he only carried the ball seven times. There's not a lot to say about this game. This game, like I said, it was a glorified scrimmage. This looked like something you'd have seen in preseason. In fact, I think I've seen better preseason games than this. Um, Montreal won. Ottawa lost. It's kind of the tale of the season. Um, Montreal was just trying to get through without uh, any injuries. Ottawa was just waiting to get through it so they could clean out their lockers and go home, and that was about it. There was nothing really spectacular, interesting that happened in this game, Uh, but Montreal won, Ottawa lost, so it just went in line with what happened with the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious that uh, there was a bunch of the Ottawa Red Black players that had already packed their bags.
0: Yeah, nobody cared in this game. Because I think
2: they were trying to sneak out in the third quarter and go. Yep. (laughs) William. Yes. You got yes. to Okay,
1: here's Well, I'm going to say something. Who is Who is D Lalama? He's a linebacker for Montreal. Don't know. He had 11 tackles and one sack in that game. That's pretty impressive.
0: DJ Lalama.
1: Lalama, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever Holy noticed his name this year. Like, he had more tackles than he knocked Mwamba, or he knocked Mwamba. So, yeah, you know what? This was a game where everybody ran through the motions. Nobody was willing to commit overly hard. That's probably why there were so many points. And you don't want to take those hard hits when one team is going to go golfing and the other team is in the playoffs. So, that's a typical Friday night, end of the season game. That's about all I have to say about that one. Um, yeah. Let's talk about what Ottawa needs to do next year. They need to start over. Need to rebuild staff. Need new players. They they got to start over. Okay. They I, have officially taken the dumpster fire name. So. We,
2: we we've talked about this before, and I'm very vocal on the fact that. Uh, Right from day one, I've never been a fan of Marcel Desjardins. And I know that a lot of people have said, well, he won a Grey Cup. He put the Ottawa Red Blacks in the Grey Cup game three times in the first five years. And yada, yada, yada. Okay? All of which is true. It's all fact. What's he done since Brock Sunderland left his assistant GM? Not a Not a goddamn thing. In fact, Brock ended up with most of the good, the good players that he brought or had brought into or was working with in Ottawa. Took him over to Edmonton. By the end of the season, I would say before January 1st, by the end of this year, you'll see that Rick Campbell is now the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. I'm calling that one from two, three weeks ago, long before anybody else saw that one, I called it. And I'm still sticking with it. I think Rick Camp's going to end up being the coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's going to go with Brock, who found him the right of of people for the Grey Cup victory in Ottawa. He's going to Trevor Harris, who is the quarterback that they brought in to play for the Ottawa Redblacks, and uh, Greg Ellingson. Uh, yeah, Rick Campbell's going to be there. I, I I don't see it going any other way because I can't see him staying in Ottawa. No, you, you don't keep a coach on a 3-15 and season. You can't. Especially one that's been there for five or six years. And whether you believe it's his fault or not is irrelevant. You can't do it. Okay. What's your thoughts on it, Charles? Ottawa Redblacks. What do they need to rebuild? This is Will's question.
0: What don't they need to rebuild? Um, Everything. Well, they need to find a quarterback. They could use a couple quality, a couple more quality receivers.
2: They could use uh, a running back.
0: Running back, a uh, bit of a offensive rush. line, some sa- uh, some help on the secondary. They got a some decent special field teams. Goal kicker. They got Lewis Ward. He's a decent field goal kicker, and um, I don't have much. I mean, other than that, they're set. Um, yeah, this team needs a, a lot of work, and whether it's um, Desjardins or or if they get rid of him and bring someone else in, they got some work ahead of them because this was a <laughs> terrible football team. Terrible with a capital T in fact, you may as well capitalize the entire word at this point. They were that bad and um, it, the, the, this year is nothing more than an embarrassment for um, um, the guys down there back there in Ottawa. so uh, they really need um, something um, something to go right because quite frankly nothing did. I mean, Someone posted the other day, their last home victory for Ottawa was June 20th.
2: That's hard on the fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you go in there watching loss after loss after loss, I know because we did quite a bit of that this year. It gets, uh, I mean, you want to be a fan, but when you go in there watching loss after loss, it starts getting tough because you want your team to do well. And then you start wondering, well, what am I wasting my time if I'm just going to watch? I mean, because it, it wasn't just that they were losing, but they were getting blown out in front of their fans repeatedly. And that's where it really gets hard. because You don't want to sit there and watch your team um, get blown out all the time. It's not fun.
2: Interesting. It's not. It's never no. fun. William, your question, you answer it. What do they need to do?
1: Well, you know what, you know what I have. What you guys were saying is not fun to sit there and see your team get killed like that. I haven't experienced that for a number of years, so I forget what that's about. But I would imagine it's not very much fun. Um, Be a dick. Well, number one, number one, the first thing they need is a quarterback. That's obvious quarterback-driven league, but the nice thing is that there are going to be some candidates out there this offseason that you might be able to get a decent quarterback because I'm sure you know there's going to be a few guys out there, for sure. So um, that's the first thing they have to do. I don't think their defense was that bad. I think their offense just let them down a little bit. I mean, if your offense isn't on the field, the defense does tend to get tired. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, they need to get rid of the coach. They need to revamp the whole team, and which I think they will probably do in the off-season. So, I mean, it's, it's not – this is not rocket science, guys. You just start over again and see what you can find. And, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, I think Desjardins has to go – And if he doesn't go, then they could be in trouble for a long time because he doesn't seem to be getting – he doesn't seem to be bringing in the talent. Obviously, all those guys who signed in Edmonton this offseason, they all obviously like Brock Sunderland because they went to his team. So you're you're usually loyal to the coach or the GM, not either or. So obviously with a lot of those guys – in Ottawa last year, we found out who they were loyal to, and that was Brock Sunderland. So, there you go. That's what they should do.
2: Okay. Well, then the next game up on Saturday morning was... Oh, no, we 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 got We've got, we got to finalize this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it ended up being Montreal 42 and Ottawa Red Blacks thirty two and it was a lot closer than that right up to the last minute or two and then Montreal scored a touchdown and kind of put it away um actually didn't they didn't wasn't that a uh, wasn't that a pick six
3: um,
2: from like the five yard line
3: no I'm not sure I think you're
2: right I think it was
3: wasn't that yeah, yeah, something like I, that
2: I think Ottawa Ottawa was within three. Or no, they weren't. Yeah, something like that. And then they gave up a safety and they were five points down. And am I is am I getting a game mixed up? I don't know, I'm trying to look this up here. I, I I watched some football this you know, year. I think, so you're I'm getting about this is, I think you're I think I'm you're talking, talking about. This.
1: Saskatchewan.
2: Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, I think you're right. But I thought it was the Ottawa-Montreal yeah, game where it was a pick six right at the end. No, I'm looking for it. No, I don't was, see that, that on the – that was the Saskatchewan. That was Saskatchewan, no, that was that was that
0: Saskatchewan was, for through. sure.
2: Was it? Okay. Yeah, it's not,
0: not on the list here, so.
2: Anyhow, oh, if sorry, I remember you know correctly.
0: Sorry, there was a pick six there. Uh, it, was, it wasn't a long one. It was only 15 yards, but it was um, – that, that, That's what it said. Was it was the, pick the last –
2: it was like yeah, the last play of the game, or very close it was, to it. There
0: was forty-five seconds left from that yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. What what what's making this noise? I'm just wondering that too. Well, so like, sounds noise. like
1: some What noise.
2: It stopped now. It's,
1: yeah. Is it that noise? Yes. yes. Oh. Okay. Sounds like Sorry. a
2: pomeranian panting or something.
1: No, I'm scraping my boots. No. Yeah, that's
2: what it is. No, you're not scraping your boots during the podcast. I'm sorry if we're boring you, but you can't do that. It's annoying as hell. Okay. So anyhow, um, I don't have the scores that we posted. And I didn't get anything from Stephen. I don't usually get things from Stephen. Mm -hmm. I get them from Mark. So I really have no idea who won this. Well,
1: let me send them to you. Well, how I did you get them? them? I thought Steven sent them to all of us.
2: No, 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 I no. never Steven, get anything from him. No, Stephen only sends them to Mark.
1: Oh, okay. He uh, he, he may me. send
2: them to you as well, but he doesn't send well, them to no, me. Well, no,
1: he doesn't normally. He doesn't normally, but he did this week for some reason.
2: Okay, so well, I I didn't get them. So, if you want me to talk about them, you can send them over to me. Or just post them on the group or something. There it is. Okay, let's see what happened here. Okay, there it is. And, uh, okay, so the Montreal-Ottawa game, how can you be out by 27 points and be the winner? Uh Everybody this was else a tie be- by 30 plus. <laughs> yeah, it it would appear that way. Uh, this yep. was a tie between Charles and Will at 27 points. Okay. Uh, next game up had the Edmonton Eskimos uh, going into Regina to play the Roughriders. And uh, this was again, this was a uh, a meaningful game in which Saskatchewan was trying to tie up first place and the bye. And uh, Edmonton Eskimos had nothing to play for, and it showed. And it showed. And that's the quality of play that the Edmonton Eskimos showed that I believe they will show also in Montreal next week. Or this week. Or when is the playoffs? This
1: weekend. This week?
2: This weekend. Yep. This weekend coming up, Yes. So, I don't expect Edmonton to play any better than they did in this game, and this game was not very good. William, go ahead.
1: Well, I expect Edmonton to play better, because they're going to have their starting quarterback in. Okay, so, no, but it was, you know, I was sitting here hoping and hoping and hoping that Edmonton would show something. And they hung in there for the most part. Um, and then they put—I uh, guess it really didn't matter to Edmonton because near the end of the game they put in what was his name?
0: Logan T Williams.
1: I've never. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Logan somebody Choker named. Started. I, I think his name was Terry Williams. He was their quarterback. They put him Floyd in. Logan Williams. He would. Yeah, he was one for three for 15 yards, and he threw one interception. Wow. uh, And uh, Davarius Daniels, the Edmonton's wide receiver, had more passing yards than this guy did, and he went one for one for 45 yards. So after I just thought maybe Edmonton could flub it off and Calgary would be in first place in the West, but that didn't happen. Um, of course, Saskatch- Saskatchewan didn't play, uh, didn't play Cody Fajardo because they say he has a problem with his back, an oblique muscle or something. And they, but he, they say he'll be back for the playoffs. So I would assume that's going to happen because if he's not back for the playoffs, Saskatchewan is screwed. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a typical Edmonton Saskatchewan game. If it had meant something, it might have been more exciting, but it didn't, so it wasn't. That's all I have to say about that one. Go ahead, Charles. Okay. Uh,
0: it's another one that um, I honestly I'm not surprised he didn't start. Um, what's his face? Um, Uh, Trevor Harris, uh, he's coming off an injury and so on, and, you know, no point risking it, tempting fate. You got a a tough game going into Edmonton next week. But, you know what, Edmonton prided itself on being a strong defensive team. Uh, A lot of people said that that was the strength of their uh, team this year, that they were really going to be a strong defensive team. Because if you remember last year, they were not strong defensively, their defense was um uh pretty uh poor yes. yes, they couldn't beat a team that was quarterbacked by Isaac Harker so that's kind of telling is this is why they're eight and ten. I don't think their defense is a whole lot better than it was a week a year ago um give credit where credit is due to the Saskatchewan Roughriders, they uh, were kind of put behind the eight ball with uh, Isaac Harker uh, starting and Cody Fajardo out, but they were able to make it work and secure first place, and now uh, Cody Fajardo's got a couple of weeks now to rehab his back, so we'll see if he's able to get back in uh, by the time the Western Final rolls around, so uh, yeah, Edmonton just... um, They're sputtering into the playoffs, to say the least. They're not exactly entering the playoffs on any type of a roll. So um, I'll be interested to see how they perform next week in Montreal. And as for Saskatchewan, I mean, I'll be honest. When this season started, I thought they were going to have a a poor team this year. And even when Zach Kolaros went down at the beginning of the season, I thought they were going to be that much more worse. But give credit where credit is due. They were able to fight their way through it, a tough situation, and get first place. So I got to give them kudos because that Western division is not an easy division to be a successful team in. There's a lot of good teams in that uh, division, but they were able to uh, persevere and come out on top. So we give the Riders a lot of crap throughout the season, but you got to give credit where credit is due. They were able to pull out first place, so congratulations to them.
2: That's all for me. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens and moves on. So what was the final score in this game? It was 23-13 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders over the Edmonton Eskimos.
0: I believe Bill was online, just so you know. I don't know if you saw that or not.
2: Yeah, I was trying to avoid him until we got past this game because, you know, it's about Saskatchewan and he'll just ramble on forever and ever and ever. Fair enough. Oh, he can hear us when he's on hold, can't he? Damn. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So Edmonton was scoreless in the first quarter, the second quarter, and the fourth quarter. You can't win a football game when you only play 15 minutes of football. That's a fact, okay? Unless, of course, you're playing the Ottawa Red Blacks, and then I'm not sure what happens. I think it, then it's the coin toss. Um, anyhow, uh, so let's see here. Oh, we do have Phil. He is available and online. Uh, Phil, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Uh, well, gentlemen, I am an
4: idiot. Uh, we know uh, that, but time that's beside change, the point. With the time change... I thought this show started two and a half hours ago.
1: Yes, you okay. are an idiot.
4: Fall we, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I got it crossed up the wrong way. Fall back, spring ahead. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I don't think there's a response to this. There well, is he's is from it?
1: Saskatchewan, so it never changes. That's what the response
2: is. Yeah. And actually, if you you know that there's been uh, legislation's been passed in BC, and we're waiting for uh, the results from uh, a similar situation in Washington, Oregon, and California, BC has said that they are prepared to go daylight saving time year-round. So, yeah, we're pushing
4: for that in Alberta as well. Actually,
2: yeah, very interesting. In Alberta,
4: it's a red wing push for that. We want to join up with the, the Saskatchewan, which has always stayed on daylight savings Day time.
2: Um, just so that you know the left wing and the right wing is the same bird. A native just, leader just, just sharing a very that very with you. native
4: leader in the, in this country uh, told me that first and and
2: I think he's correct. Yeah. Uh, A a very wise uh, native chief once said, too, only a white man is stupid enough to cut one foot off the end of a blanket and sew it on the other end, thinking that he would make the blanket longer.
4: Another prominent
2: native in this country, absolutely. Okay. When he was talking about daylight saving time. Okay. So, uh, where are we here? This game ended up 23-13 for Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Mark won this game. Very close, Charles. You were very close. Close, but no cigar. But no cigar. Mark's been taking the Riders a lot lately. Yeah, well, it's hard not to when they're in first place. Okay, just I'm just putting it out there, okay? So it's just Thank you, Jason Moss. Thank you, Jason Moss. Oh, yeah, it was pathetic. Okay, uh, third game of the week was the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Toronto Argonauts. This was a barn burner. Uh, totally unbelievable. I actually thought Toronto might win. No, I didn't think Toronto was going to win, but this was the point. I picked Toronto. That's not the point. Um, okay, Phil, let's start off with you right off the bat. Hamilton, Toronto. Did you watch well, the game? Well, I have to admit, it was a super Saturday, and I had it to work
4: a few hours during the day, so I tried to work during that game. Yet at the same time, I kept finding myself going back to my laptop and peeking at the game. And it was actually pretty entertaining. But uh, – That said, it meant nothing, Uh, wasn't interested, and I was waiting for the 8 o'clock game, Mountain Time, that was happening on the West Coast.
2: Yeah, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. You got your time change wrong again. I said Mountain Time. Okay. Okay. uh, Let's move on then, Charles. Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto Argonauts. How did Toronto get 18 points? Oh, Hamilton didn't play any of their starters. Um, yeah.
0: Uh I was seeing bits and pieces of this in and out because I was on my way into Vancouver uh, for the Lions-Calgary game. So, um, But they had it on where I was having dinner, so I got to see some of it there. Um, it was actually a surprisingly um, competitive game. As a matter of fact, both of the final two of the triple headers... Turned out to be surprisingly competitive games uh, when you had two when you had um, teams that were looking at a playoff spot and playoff positioning against teams that weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, that's not really true because um, uh, Hamilton the game didn't matter at Hamilton either. This was just more of a practice for them. Um, but I thought that the quarterback there for, um, um, Toronto or Dakota Prukup, um, I was interested to see how he played because he showed some flashes the week before of, uh, being interested, but he wasn't great in this game. Only four of nine, 118 yards. He did have one touchdown, a nice long one to, uh, Rodney Smith, who I believe is also a backup. Um... Not much running um, for the Argos here. AJ Willett uh, was their leading rusher with 25 yards. James Wilder got four carries. I think we're seeing Ooh. the last game. Of his, uh, I think we're seeing the last game of his in Toronto. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Cameron Marshall had a nice game, 109 yards and two touchdowns, so he's in playoff mode already. Um, and this uh, quarterback, Hayden Moore. Uh, for Hamilton, uh, he had a nice game, except he threw four picks. So that kind of dampers the decent game that he had. I don't know how hard the, the, um, Ticats were really going all out on this one because they did have a lot of their backups in Toronto was playing for, for pride. It ended up being, uh, a pretty decent and competitive game. But the the more talented team won. And I think that just kind of shows. Um, typically, that's what happens. Um, even when you got the backups in. So uh, it was a good game for the Argos to end their season on because they didn't get embarrassed. And they didn't get run out of the building. But Hamilton beat them uh, even with their backup. So... It is what it is, and it's time for Toronto to go back to the drawing board. And now, um,
2: well, they've already started Hamilton.
0: that. Well, of course they have, but there's—I think there's quite a—I think most people would agree that there's quite a few changes to come there in Hamilton. And um,
2: uh, no, in Toronto.
0: Excuse me, in Toronto, and then uh, Hamilton—they're just uh, now uh, resting up and getting healthy for the Eastern Final in a couple of weeks.
2: Definitely. There was something I wanted to add to that. Oh, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, undefeated at home this year, 0 and 9. They have one more home game, and it's the most important one. Will they be 0 and 10?
1: You, you meant 9 and
2: 0. What? Oh, it's already 9 and 0. I was thinking about the BC Lions. Yeah, yeah on the oh. West
4: Coast, they, they always say things backwards like that. Yeah, No, no, no,
2: no. Yeah, they were nine and they're nine and oh, meaning nine victories, zero losses at home, undefeated at home in Tim Bitfield. So, uh, you know, kudos to Hamilton. They did have an amazing season this year. They did set a a franchise record for most victories in the season. Uh, There's a lot of records that went down. Uh, Brandon Banks ended up the number one receiver for the year and probably the M.O.P., and uh I think that's I think likely. we've gone over that a few times. I honestly think that uh Brian Burnham is a much more outstanding player than Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks isn't really that exciting uh, and it, honestly, he had more receptions than anybody else, so he should have the most amount of yards. uh he was just targeted more than anybody else as well and and not by a little bit by quite quite substantial amount so Under those circumstances, if you played uh, average yards, Brandon Banks actually had a very low uh, average, considering he busted a few of them quite large. uh, His average is quite low in comparison to other people. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just thought I'd share that one with you. Um, Charles, you went on this one. Will, you need to go.
1: Yeah, I really don't have much to say about the game. It was a game that didn't mean anything. They didn't play a lot of starters, at least Hamilton didn't. Of course, Bethel Thomas didn't get to play, I guess. Toronto's looking to interview for other players this week. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to come out of Toronto this week because I know they're having lots of meetings. So I'm wondering if they will fire the coaching staff this week.
2: I'm curious to know about that. So. Well, I I just, Um, I don't understand how it's not, they're not going to happen. William,
3: uh,
4: MLS came up with a statement today saying that uh, it'll be a long time before any decisions are made on the... Then they're
2: idiots.
1: Yeah, but I also also saw an interview today with Pinball, and he said they are interviewing players at the beginning of the week, and they are going to get to Corey Chamblin because they're interviewing coaches and in offensive coordination. So you going to get to Corey Chamblin. By the end of the day, I bet you Corey Chamblin's not in Toronto by the end of the week. But
2: by the end of this me. week? I, yeah. I'm i not sure that that decision's going to be made until after the Grey Cup. They made, a, they made a
4: press release today to say that won't, will not be the case.
2: What won't be the what case? case?
4: MLSE made a, uh, a press release today saying that they're going to take their time on deciding on the coaching staff going forward.
2: Yeah, I would, I would uh, bet that, that this is the way, me. the smart money, the smart money would be you don't fire your coaches until you've hired a coach. Okay? And, it would be disgusting of the Toronto Argonauts to go and talk to Mike O'Shea prior to Winnipeg being eliminated from the playoffs. So
4: you mean like the that's when Roughriders talking to Chris Jones in 2015.
2: Yeah, yeah, so she I, I forgot all about Jimmy. that, Phil. Exactly the way that's the same way. Thank you for bringing that up on how um, morally and ethically bankrupt your team is.
1: So should we start should we start the rumor on our show tonight that Mike O'Shea's already signed with Toronto?
2: I think he yeah, already has. I, I think That's we should try the point. I think I think he has.
4: Yeah. He, Mike O'Shea is, is the the head coach and assistant general manager possibly of the Toronto organization
2: in twenty twenty. Let's start it here. I, I don't know why everybody thinks coaches make good general managers. It's so rare. They never do. Almost never. Well, yeah, Wally Buono, uh, uh, John Huffman, Yeah, but he's a he's a, um, Those
0: guys are the uh, exception more than the rule.
4: Of course they if are. If you have the connections, yeah. if you have the connections
2: down south,
4: then then it can be done.
2: Sure. But it, it it's not. It it doesn't happen that way. The majority of coaches shouldn't be GMs, and the majority of GMs should not be coaches.
0: Yeah, I honestly think and that's too much for, uh, for one guy. The, 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 those two jobs, uh, both together uh, individually, are pretty taxing on one person to do both.
2: You, you, you have, have to, to be, to be surrounded others. by amazing people.
0: Yeah, you do.
2: Right? Your coordinators have to be absolutely amazing. Your assistant GM has to be totally stellar, and and you just, that's the only way that you can do it is that you are more of a figurehead than you are active in either position.
4: It's the only way you can do it in any organization. You know, uh, look at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in in 2019. Literally, uh, Craig Dickinson is the John Harbaugh of the CFL.
0: I don't know who that is. So is. You're going to have to explain, has, I think. For,
4: I know an the John Harbaugh has a Super Bowl ring as a head coach. Jim Harbaugh does not. Jim Harbaugh is the, uh, the uh, consummate uh, 1990s outstanding uh, pocket quarterback and uh, became a head coach in the NFL. And his brother was a special teams coordinator. Became a head coach in the NFL, and they happened to uh, play each other in the 2013 Super Bowl. Uh, Jim in in uh, in San Francisco, and we, we we know what eventually happened there. And uh, John no, actually, in know, uh, Baltimore, who tonight beat the uh, the world champion New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football.
2: They're not world champions. They didn't play anybody outside of the country of America. Okay? They did not play a team that was not in the United States of America. So to claim them as world champions doesn't fly with me.
4: Well, we could have the LFA Bowl.
2: I'm just saying that until they play a team outside of the United States, they are not world champions. They are... American champions, without question. They're the champions of the National Football League. No questions, not disputing that. But they, uh, you cannot call them world champions any more than you can call the World Series baseball world champions only because Toronto plays in that. So, no, I'm sorry. It, 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 it's just arrogant of Americans, and it really bothers me. They're not world champions, okay? They're champions of America, and, and America is not the world.
0: I get annoyed with that, too, quite frankly. It's just
2: stupid. You hit a a nerve with me on that one. It's not like I'm the first person to put that spin on it. No. No, you're not. And it it pisses me off just as much as what those asshole Ryder fans saying that they're Canada's team. Okay? Well. Same thing. That's easier to say. I mean, that's easier to say. It's exactly the same thing. It does not fly. It's not true. Okay, Okay. now that I've got that off my chest, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Does anybody else want to go on Hamilton Toronto? Did I miss anybody here? Charles, you are on your way to the BC game. Uh, Will, you kind of, they just wandered through it. Phil, yeah, okay, I started off there. Uh, Hamilton 21, Toronto 18. The spread on this one uh, is three points. Uh, Charles, you were off by three points. Uh, you actually picked Hamilton's score exactly twenty-one and twenty-one, but you uh, yeah. underestimated Toronto by three. So you got the golden ticket for this one. Uh, hey. Will lost it, Phil lost it, CJ lost it. Mark's the only one that picked t- other one that picked Toronto, and he was off by nine points. Also taking uh, Hamilton for twenty-one points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, both Charles and Mark picked the Hamilton score perfect. That's pretty interesting. Um, But he only gave Toronto nine points, so he was off by a few more. Uh, The final game of the 2019 CFL season was the Calgary Stampeders traveling west to BC to play the Lions in the Dome. And uh, I watched this game. It was a very good game. It was an entertaining game. It was a very close game. I I was not impressed with Danny O'Brien. Uh, I don't think anybody was midway through the first quarter. I think everybody had uh, put in Brandon bridge into there in, in there. That was kind of in everybody's mind. It was uh popping up all over Facebook. Um, and I, I didn't disagree with them. Danny O'Brien was absolutely useless. They put in uh, Brandon bridge in the second half and, uh, BC actually looked like they were going to take Toronto to town or Calgary to town. And uh, until Brandon bridge reared his ugly head on the fact that the man does not know how to read defenses and threw two picks at very, very instrumental times and just absolutely cannot read a defense. Shouldn't be allowed to throw the football. In fact, you know what, Brandon, Brandon Bridge is a slot back. Somebody convert him to a slot back, and, and he could be as good as Brad Sinopoli. Okay? He, if he can catch the ball, he's got a career in the CFL. I just, it's not as a quarterback. That's all I got to say. It's not going to be as a quarterback. Uh, I'm going to turn this game over to Charles. You were actually at the game. You tell me what you thought of Danny O'Brien. You tell me what you thought of Brandon Bridge and the rest of the BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders and how this game turned out. I'm putting a lot on your shoulders here.
0: I'm going to say this, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. That.
2: You know, oh, it's your turn. I made it your turn. Yeah, yeah but...
0: but, uh, you know, but uh, if Mike Riley was playing in this game for the B.C. Lions, the B.C. Lions would have beaten the Calgary Stampeders. That Handling. game was 100% there for the taking. The Lions probably should have been up by 15 to 20 points at the end of the first half because Calgary was a non-factor in the first half of this game. The, they were, for a team that was playing for home field advantage... Um, quite frankly, uh, they did not look at it. They only had uh, uh, 14 points in the first half. I'm sorry. They've got to play a far better game than they played last night, or they'll lose to Winnipeg. I'm saying that right now. Um, Boley, my Mitchell, only 52% passes, 283 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Pretty pedestrian numbers. Uh, This guy... A lot of people tried to put him out as the best quarterback in the league. Well, if you're the best quarterback in the league and your uh, team is playing for home field advantage, you've got to have better numbers than that. Um, but unfortunately fortunately for the Stampeders, Brandon Bridge and Danny O'Brien were playing quarterback for the BC Lions. So that um, that helped you out right there. Um Danny O'Brien showed me nothing. I'm not sure why he they were so big on bringing him in as a backup because he started two games now and I don't think he was worthwhile um, he was nothing in either of them and then Brandon bridge is well Brandon bridge, a guy who can't read a defense and a guy who throws interceptions at the most inopportune times, like yesterday he snuffed out a potential go ahead. Uh, drive, and he stuffed out um, a potential game-winning drive, throwing interceptions that, uh, quite frankly, should not have been thrown. They were both of the interceptions he threw were terrible passes, with no. Well, he should have thrown them, in. but he should have thrown
2: them into the crowd. Well, throw them somewhere. The
0: the one interception it looked like he just threw up threw up in the air and he didn't know where it was going to land. And the other one, I'm not sure who he was throwing to because the only guy that was anywhere near the ball was a Calgary player. Um, Thanks for coming out, but if both Danny O'Brien and Brandon Bridge were no longer on the BC Lions next year, I quite frankly would have no problem with it. Um, The Stampeders did just enough to, and I mean just enough to get the, the win because, quite frankly, like I said, if Mike Riley's playing in this game, the Lions, I think, win this game. Um, Hands
2: hands down. uh, No doubt.
0: They might win it going away, to be honest. But um, uh, congrats to John White, who got 44 yards rushing last night. It's his first 1,000-yard season. Uh, Surprise, surprise, Brian Burnham was the leading receiver for the Lions this year. Uh, What else is new?
2: Made some great Uh, catches.
0: Yes, they did, and another guy who made a couple of nice catches is a guy they didn't use very much as a receiver this year, and that's Ryan Lankford. Yes. who uh, I know he made one great catch on a third down to keep a drive alive, but, um, yeah, it just wasn't enough. Uh, The Lions, like I said, if they had uh, an offense last night, a competent offense last night, they would have beaten the Stampeders, but they didn't. The Stampeders were able to stave them off and get home field. Oh, good luck to them! But like I said, if they don't play better next week than they played last night, they're not going to get out of the first round of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it was a, it, it was a game that was kind of typical for the BC Lions for the 2019 season.
0: Yeah, we saw a lot of games like this.
2: It just they just came up short. Yep. Okay, roll this one right over to the Stampeders fan, and will
1: you got something to yes. say? Yes. No, I don't. I'm not gonna. No. I'm not. going to i am not gonna dispute what Charles is saying. If Mike Mike Riley was playing, yeah, they probably would have won. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if BC had any kind that. of a quarterback.
1: I mean, once again, once again, I still think there was a letdown from the Stampeders because they saw the result of the Saskatchewan game. And I, I think uh, that was a problem. Okay. Um, they also didn't have a couple of players playing. Actually, they had uh, Bo Levi played, and he looked pretty frustrated when he played because he did hit some Calgary receivers right in the hands, and they didn't catch his balls. So, um. Season's <laughs> over. They made, uh,
3: you know, it would, have been,
1: it, would have been, it would have been nice, much better if I could call Bo Levi Vag, but I can't. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, they won the game. They're in second place. They get a home playoff game, put it to rest. And, yeah, if they play like that, they're not going to beat Ottawa. Okay? Let's face it.
2: So, well, they beat BC. But, Come on. They could have beat playoffs animal.
1: is a different playoffs is a different kind of animal. We'll see what happens. I'm not uh, I'm not overly concerned. So, okay. what can I say? Let's put it this way: the St. Peter's played as well as Saskatchewan's field goal kicker played the other day. How does that sound?
2: <laughs> they, they played well enough to beat the team they were playing.
1: Yes. You don't have to put a lot of effort into beating BC. Sorry, just saying. Especially when they don't have a quarterback. Right? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and they almost didn't so, win. So they, they put less effort than they should have. Okay?
1: Yeah, but then again, like I said, the the Stampeders hand, hand out game balls at the end of every game, and they should have given Brendan Bridge a game ball. So. Well, I
2: think Let's they should have. Absolutely. Go ahead. I, I'm dealing with Phil right did now. Did we lose Bill? Yeah, he pushed the wrong we button when Phil? he was laughing.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, I
2: saw that. Why there are was he some laughing th- at me? There are some things that are just too complicated for people, and I believe a telephone is, is in Phil's court. Uh-huh. I think there's my a lot of v- things
1: that are complicated for Phil.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Phil, he's back <laughs> on. Let's open up his mic. There you are, Phil. Uh, now that you're yeah, feeling a little sheepish. Okay. Yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for bringing me back in. Yeah. All right.
4: This this was quite a game, eh? Or is it my turn to talk about this?
2: Yeah, you can go ahead now. We've all gone.
4: All right. All right. This is uh this was quite a game. Uh considering that uh, the Stampeders were up against it here, if they hadn't won this game, you know, they'd been on the road For the Western Semi. When was the last time
2: that happened, Will? Long time ago.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: When was, was the last time last
1: what happened?
4: That. Calder he didn't happened? host a playoff game.
1: Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, it's been years.
0: Yeah, Doc, it's it's been, maybe the Matt, the Matt Gunnigan years, maybe?
4: Yeah, maybe. Well, no, we didn't uh, make the uh, playoffs, oh. Charles.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: um, yeah.
1: No, I'm thinking... Might maybe be a decade ago. 2000 and, maybe 2008.
2: But I could be uh, wrong about that one. No, you guys yeah, he, ended up first in 2008. Okay. You hosted it. Oh, it oh, was here. Hoppnigle came back. Yeah. You had a 13 oh, and we five t- season in 2008. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, did we? Okay. John Hoppnigle re-
4: returned to Calgary with a brand new. He hadn't even got it yet when he started the season in in 2008. Uh, with 2007. His new shiny new Super Bowl ring. From 2007, from the improbable behind-the-helmet catch.
2: Yeah, it of was the New York it was, Giants. It was uh, 2007. Was the last time the Calgary Stampeders did not host a, a, a playoff game.
0: Twelve years. Wow. Okay.
2: So they okay. hosted. Well.
0: A,
4: they hosted a playoff game in every season since John Huffnagel became the head of this organization. Yeah.
1: And I, I would venture to say that they probably hosted. The Western Final, most of those years.
4: I I I, I think you're probably right there. Mm, no, most of them, possibly. Most Not of, them. All of them. I think it's most. Yeah. Most of them. That Western Finals in most of them. Well, you realize that the Roughriders have only finished first and hosted a Western Final three times. In the entire history of the franchise? 1976, 2009.
2: 2009, and, that was the best year.
1: And 2009. They, they went to
2: the Grey Cups that year.
1: Well, Phil, yeah, what do you yeah. expect? They've only won four Grey Cups.
2: Didn't they? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are,
4: are uh, and 2 in Grey Cups, where they finished first in the Western Division.
2: Yeah, well, they're they're,
4: and they're
2: four and fifteen when they actually make it to the Grey Cup game. So, it's not 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 very impressive either. Of course, in nineteen seventy, they had a very much
4: twenty sixteen style calgary Stampeders Peter's season when they won thirteen uh, uh, of that's, fourteen that's, games. That's,
2: yeah, that's too long ago. We're not talking I about still that. We gotta Western finish the this game up, Bill. All right. Come on. Oh, sorry. Got to let, got, sorry. Come on, we gotta finish this game. Calgary Stampeders defeated the BC Lions twenty one to sixteen. BC had the opportunity to actually win this game on the final drive, and dickhead threw an interception. I mean Brandon Bridge. Okay. So Charles. Mark, you lost this game. You picked D.C. to win. C.J. actually picked Calgary to win this game, but I was off by 21 points. Uh, Will and Phil tied on this one at 11-point spread. You both get a ticket. So, for the end of the, uh, this year, uh, Charles, you got two this week. Will, you got two this week. Mark got one. Phil got one, and CJ finished the season in a typical fashion of having zero. The final standings for the year, Phil with 23, Mark with 22, Charles at 16, Will at 13, and CJ hit double digits with 10. Pretty impressive. I got 10. Considering how many many weeks were we into the season where I only had one or I had none? It went forever. I think that was a pretty good comeback. Kind of like the BC Lions. Great great final stretch, but uh, just not enough. Okay. That's over with. We're finished that. Oh, my goodness. 921 already. Uh, let's go back to who do we think the front runner for the CFL Coach of the Year is. I, I really don't think this is a debate. I, I have my favorite, and I don't think my favorite's going to win. This this is a uh, a battle, not a, even a battle. It's not even a contest. Orlando Steinauer will be coach of the year, hands down. I think Kahari Jones is a very close second or a distant second. And uh, then we have uh Craig Dickinson, and uh, there's one other guy. Who was it? Who else was I thinking of?
1: There's no one else.
2: There's there's no one else. It's the only three that, in my opinion, that's the the way it goes. It goes Orlando, Orlando Steinauer, Kahari Jones, Craig Dickinson, in that order. Charles, Coach of the Year, where do you see it happening?
0: I think when it all comes down to it it's likely to be Orlando Steinhauer. when you have a, a team that goes 15 and 3 as a rookie uh, head coach as a rookie head coach uh I I think you're hard pressed not to give it to him I could see um I could see both uh cases to be made for both Kahari Jones and for Craig Dickinson, because they both had great years. I was a lot on the uh, Kahari Jones bandwagon as well, because to take that team, which was an utter disaster, in training camp, and he was literally given the job about five days before their season opener. He was not even the team's head coach during training camp or the preseason. That was Mike Sherman. And to take a team that everyone's, um, if you go back to our preseason predictions, we all thought that uh, they were going to be the last overall, or right in there. To turn it around and not only make the playoffs, but to host a playoff game, a phenomenal turnaround in a short period of time. And then you look at Craig Dickinson, he's had a great year, too. Uh, a guy who also took over kind of unexpectedly in the off season when Chris Jones uh, resigned to go to the NFL and to take that team over and not only uh, keep them going but improve and win the division, which is easily the toughest division in the league, and to do it with a quarterback who had never been a starter before, also a very impressive. But I think it will go to Orlando Steinauer. It's just uh, he's just done more um, as a rookie head coach to take his team to the best record in the league. As a rookie, uh, you got to give him the, the credit that he deserves. So uh, I think it's going to end up going to Orlando Steinauer. But I can make a case for the other three, but I think Steinauer would be my pick. The other two. Um Excuse me, the other two, yes.
2: The reason why I picked Kahari the most, I I think that he worked with the greatest amount of. uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not diversity. Uh, Okay, he got thrown, as Charles says, he got thrown into the thing five days before the season started when Mike Sherman was fired. Okay? Then the owners walked away from the team, tossed the keys on the counter and left it up to the league. The league now owns the team. Uh, a month or so later, the general manager gets fired by the league. Okay? Adversity. That's the word I'm looking for here. He had phenomenal amounts of adversity every time something happened. It was not in a good light for Montreal. It was just got darker and darker and darker, and Kahari turned the season into a above 500 and made him a playoff team. You cannot disregard that. What he did was amazing. And, Charles, just for what you said, uh, Phil wasn't part of the show at the beginning. Uh, He came in in, during the season. But I have our our preseason predictions in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to hear them? They're pretty funny. Not really, uh, because I I know mine weren't even close. April twenty sixth. Okay. Uh top of the league. You had the Stampeders. Then you had the BC Lions, the Bombers, Ty Cats, Eskimos, Riders, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, and last. Mark had yep. the Stamps, the Bombers, BC, Ty Cats, Eskimos, Riders. Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Well, you had Stamps, BC, Cats, Bombers, Eskimos, Riders, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. And CJ had the Stamps, Bombers, BC, Cats, Eskimos, Red Blacks, Riders, Toronto, Montreal. We all, all four of us had Montreal in the last place. Yep. Okay. All four of us. All uh, right. I would like I to have, add the, to that I have that the riders in fifty. I
4: didn't the show until May, but I projected Montreal in second in the East in, in May. And um we, we we probably had uh you, you can check the show. Uh P 369
2: nine. We probably lied at last at you. And, to, uh, you
4: this, cool. Yeah. And I predicted uh, Toronto and, and Ottawa to be last in the East, and I was it was a toss up of which would be which would be the most last. And I yeah, think well, I, I picked Ottawa.
2: Honestly, uh, between at the beginning of the season to say Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal to pick any one of those to be second wasn't a bit of a stretch. Any one of those teams could have done it. Well, Only true. Montreal did it, because they were all hot garbage back then.
4: I did pick in, in, the, in the West for uh, Winnipeg to finish first, Saskatchewan to finish second, Calgary to finish third, Edmonton to finish fourth, and BC to finish fifth, also in the same show. And uh, I, give it, I give it kind of a toss-up between Edmonton and BC, and then decided on BC, and uh, was widely chastised for that.
2: Yeah, well, you should have been. Okay. <laughs> should the Bombers try to resign, resign Zach Caleros in the off season? Okay, he played one game for your team. Why don't you just open up the vault and toss him <laughs> seven hundred thousand dollars for next season? Makes total sense to me. Okay? I like Zach Caleros. He's a very talented quarterback. Uh, I think he's the most talented quarterback in the CFL. But it's not if, it's when he gets his bell rung again. His style of football is going. It, it's just going to happen. He's going to take a shot. And he's going to go down for the count, and that's just a fact. And it, it, it's, it's when it might be, it might not be next season. He might be awesome next season, but I'll bet money he's the starting quarterback in Toronto, not Winnipeg. It would have to be a Winnipeg would have to win the Grey Cup with Zach Caleros as the starter for Zach Caleros to even contemplate anything happening there he would have to win the gray cup and then winnipeg what well how do you say no to the guy like that well i mean seriously how do you say how do you throw your quarterback aside after he wins a gray cup i only know one team that did that can you name one team out there will that won a Grey cup and the next year they 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 toss their quarterback to the curb oh shut up What's that? Winnipeg,
1: Winnipeg, Saskatchewan.
2: When when did Winnipeg do
1: it? Uh, the year Sean Salisbury won the Grey Cup for them, which was I think the second last one. He was a first year quarterback. He came in. He came in, wanted lots of money, and they said, "Fuck you, go away." (laughs) Okay.
2: Phil, when, when would Saskatchewan have done something so stupid? Well, those were different times. And, well, who was uh, the quarterback?
4: We all know what the quarterback was.
2: You, you, what, you don't number want to four. take Kerry Joseph?
4: Kerry Joseph, number four, yep. And, uh, he
2: won a great those, those, cup, those, and they, they threw him to the curb.
4: They ditched him. No, they did not. They no,
0: traded
3: him. They, did them.
4: Not. No,
2: they, they
3: did traded him. It, it was a financial
4: decision that led to the construction of the uh, fantastic stadium that is in that province to this day, and will be there for another 50 years. If, the, if that trade hadn't happened, we might not see him. It was point two point zero?
0: Because of the Kerry Joseph trade. No. Yeah.
4: Really? Yeah. Well, I don't.
0: And, get, and, and I don't get the correlation. Explain
4: that to me. Uh, well, Kerry Joseph signed for four hundred fifty thousand dollar contract in for the two thousand eight season, and at that time was a record for other than uh, Doug Flutie. For uh, for quarterbacks for a two-year contract, and it was it, it changed the CFL. It did. It, it brought some interest in Toronto. <laughs> didn't last long because Kerry didn't really have a good year. And it also, from from a football management's perspective, Kerry Joseph wasn't the person who won that 2007 quarterback. That was a Grey Cup. That was a uh, a team effort, and and uh, I, I think Christopher, you you'll uh, agree with this. It was very much a very much a Dar- uh, Darian Durant effort that he had in the 2007 season.
2: I'm not going to agree with that. I never thought Dar- Darian Durant's a terrible quarterback. I, I uh, no respect no respect for him at at all as a quarterback. Sorry. I, I'm not going to what I'm it trying out. to say is that,
4: he, is that uh, Kerry Joseph was not exactly a stellar quarterback either. He had a little stronger arm.
2: No, but, but he just uh, won a Grey Cup.
4: He just won a Grey Cup. And it seemed like a nightmare. Marcus hand. Crandall and won a Grey Cup. <laughs> yeah, that we will never forget that. Anyway, I think we' beat this to
2: death, okay, I just sent a no? note over to Kelly Bale, okay, Well, there's a shout out for you, Kelly, on our show. <laughs> well, he just said that i had I had the riders in fourth place in in the west and and, and i and, and I'm sitting there and I'm going. I always have the Riders in fourth. I don't like the team. I'm surprised I didn't have them in fifth. And uh, now that I go back and look at our our predictions, I have them in fifth place, okay? So I was right. (laughs) Now, Riders fifth overall in the West. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Anybody want to touch this one? Zach Calera is being signed in Winnipeg. Will, you you made comments about this earlier off show. Uh, go ahead.
1: Well, it would be silly. Besides, Zacharias, yes. let's face it. it yeah. It would be silly, it, silly, silly, silly. It,
2: it, it's 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 kind of like I, I, giving Premier money to Cody Fajardo, isn't it?
1: I didn't say that, but if the shoe fits. Dance it. Dancing it, okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, of course they shouldn't give the He's played one game. One game. And if Will has it his way, he's only gonna play two games. Okay? And I I I just I I really think Anybody who is going to spend money on this guy, and I'm talking, or I'm talking Winnipeg, Toronto would be a little silly to give him starting quarterback money, or at least not give him a low salary and performance performance incentives, because he could have one get hit he could he could bump his head on the bench as he's walking by and he could be out for the rest of the season and they gotta pay him. So and, and Well it depends hope, on how you, know you structure
2: what? your contract, isn't it?
1: Right. I hope yep. I hope he doesn't I hope he doesn't get another concussion. Okay. I hope he I really do hope he doesn't, but I don't know who would take a risk on him. That's the thing.
0: At least not the big let's money. Let's
1: face it, for the first time, for the first time in a long time, this off season, there's abundance of quarterbacks that you can sign. I mean, I guess the number one guy would be Mazzoli because he's definitely not going back to Hamilton. Not when you get a Dean Evans for whatever it is that they're paying. Half them. the
2: money. Half the money,
1: right? And and you've got Arbuckle out there. You've Jonathan got, Jennings. Uh, who else? <laughs> Did you just say that? You got Arbuckle out there. You got.
3: There's a number of
1: guys out there, okay? Matt Nichols. So, Matt Nichols.
2: Chris Strebler. Chris Strebler.
1: Strebler. Um, They're both
2: free agents this year, I think, aren't they?
1: I think so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I would never sign them.
0: Sorry. What's his name uh, to the, um, from Hamilton? Um,
2: Mazzoli. He Mazzoli already said that. could
0: become available too. What? Yeah. Mazzoli. Yeah.
2: Will already said that. Oh, you did say Mazzoli. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> McLeod Bethel Thompson, I think, is a free agent as well. Yeah. Right? Okay.
1: And they're going to try and trade what's his name? The guy James from Edmonton, Frank- or the ex James guy from Franklin, Edmonton. yeah. James if Franklin. If anyone
0: wants Daniel O'Brien or Brandon
2: Bridge, feel free.
1: Yeah, so.
2: I, 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 I might take so, James yeah. Franklin over Brandon Bridge.
1: But then on the other hand, you know, on the other hand, if Zach Kaleras was to win the Grey Cup, I, I think Winnipeg pan, fans might freak if you don't sign him.
2: I, I don't think he's signing in, in Winnipeg under any circumstances. He's going back to Toronto. I, I That's don't already think been so said. Either. Mike Cle, uh, my, Pinball Clemens said that he ex- fully expects Zach Kaleras to be back in Toronto for the 2020 season. Zach Caleros, on signing in Winnipeg Great. says that he will be back in Toronto in twenty twenty. Don't worry Argo fans. He was a rental. It wouldn't surprise it doesn't surprise me at all if that happens. Michael <laughs> Shea nope. wins a Grey cup in Winnipeg and heads to Toronto with Zach Caleros, the winning quarterback.
3: All right. Now, Can I weigh now in here, gentlemen? Fans,
2: That's a bit of a stretch, okay? Okay. I, yep. I put that one out there just as a funny. <sighs> okay. Is right if I weigh,
4: weigh in here, gentlemen, on the yep. quarterback situation in the CFL? The uh, The age, you heard here first, the age of the $700,000 quarterback is over. 2019 has proven that we have an abundant amount of quarterbacks who can take over and run teams in the CFL. What a difference difference from just twelve months ago when when we we pushed the market up to play pay BLM and Mike Riley more than seven hundred thousand dollars a season. We've looked we've looked around the league We've got like Cody Fajardo in Saskatchewan. We, we've got Nick Arbuckle in in Calgary. We've got uh, Daniel O'Brien even in BC. We even watched that that kid that Kilgore kid in, up in Edmonton look like possible starting CFL quarterbacks down the road. Down, Danny O'Brien O'Brien not Daniel like O'Brien did
0: not like
4: a starter. Daniel O'Brien, are you shitting no, me? Neither did Logan Kilgore. Right. and then out like the we got Dane Evans who is and 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 the Vaj out in Montreal who have, have shown stuff. And we've got that young kid still in, in in Ottawa who is he's gonna stick around this league. I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now.
2: The Will guy Ard. who
4: drew for the No uh sorry Ard. Charles. No what? Charles. No Charles. Are you thinking about Don Davis? That D- Dom Davis, who will step no, around the No, spot. no, Dom Davis is a terrible quarterback. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, you guys were talking about Brandon Bridge as actually being a CFL quarterback at one time. So I think we're gonna give Dom Davis a few more reps before we decide on I that.
2: I don't think Brandon Bridge is a CFL quarterback. I said he's a CFL well, a lot back. of people do. That's because yeah, a lot of people are stupid. He's a
4: terrific athlete. He, would, he would make Yeah, he's a great, it's a great slot, slot
2: back yeah. He'd be a great Canadian slot back
4: I hope BC and re-signs him Yep We can catch the ball he, he would look better than that uh, that Short side wide receiver they got in there uh, What's his name, Carter? I think it's Chris Carter's kid Who has uh, It seems like they can only use him on two patterns They're both down the sideline One's an up and go, and one's a up and back. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on with that kid. I honest to fuck. I don't know. It's he's not a just talented, one. talented receiver. I use. don't
2: understand it. He's a talented okay. athlete. I, but I don't think he's a talented head receiver head. anymore. Yeah, couldn't prove that by me anyhow. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Henry Burris rips the Red Blacks a new one, or at least. Uh, Marcel Desjardins. Who did? Who actually is following this story? Anybody?
0: Uh, I've seen bits pieces.
2: Will you? You've been following the story. Share with the fans what's been happening here. What did Henry Burris go off on Marcel Desjardins, and is he justified?
1: Um. No. Nope? No, no, he basically, basically he said after he won the Grey Cup in 2000, what was it, 2016? Was it 2016? Yes, it was 2016. He promised, Marcel Desjardins promised uh, Andrew, not Andrew, Trevor Harris the starting quarterback's job in Ottawa the next year.
2: I, I think he made that and promise what, before they won the Grey Cup.
1: Mhm. And that's what Henry went off on. And it was my, well the thing that annoyed me, the thing that annoyed me the most about this, is Henry Burris is a hypocrite. Because if you remember the first year in Ottawa, they signed Kevin Glenn as their quarterback, yep. and then Henry Burris came in a week later with a big contract, and he was named the starter. So, to William, I, I only have one thing to say. Shut the fuck up. Okay? Like, you're an idiot. Go back to whatever it is that you're doing now and just be quiet. Okay? Just be quiet. You he
2: can't. He's on the TSN panel. You're not panel. in the league
1: anymore. You're not a star anymore. You can't get away with anything on the panel because Davis Sanchez is there. So just shut up. It really annoyed me when I heard this this week. It's like you're a hypocrite, buddy.
2: 100%. 100%. <sighs>
1: yeah. No,
4: that's what happens when you wear bras in Calgary. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's what happens when what? what? You wear bras? Never mind. When men wear bras in Calgary. Uh, I don't get it.
2: Uh, Henry you know, Burris you know, posed for, uh, in a bra for uh, raising money for breast cancer. And yeah. it was when he was the quarterback for the Calgary stampeders, and will uh, Phil is remembering this and throwing it back out on the table that uh Henry Burris did some wonderful things in the community and uh uh is now making light of them. I' throw that one right at you phil hmm
0: <laughs> well this is a, to me this is just a classic example of Henry Burris talking about his favorite subject, which is henry Burris Henry Burris um yeah, um, look, he had a GM that was looking at the future of his football club and deciding to go in with a younger quarterback rather than a quarterback that was 41 years old. Now, granted, I get that he won a Grey Cup, but even at Marcus that,
2: a team has
0: to, yeah a team has to look to their future. Henry Burris was 41 years old. He had had some injury issues during that season. And Marshall Desjardins was looking towards the future. So you've got to be, um, I mean, why are you bringing this up still? You've been retired for two years. I mean, get over it already. And then he kind of runs down uh, Trevor Harris saying, look at what I've done and look at what Trevor has achieved. Uh, and it's not even close. And granted, that's true. But still, uh, get over it and be- become mature, whatever the hell it is. I mean, I don't know why he's still popping off about this two years later. I mean, get a life. If he well, was well, such a great Charles. quarterback and commodity at that point, go sign somewhere else. Then nobody else signed
4: you. Well, poor Charleston. There was nobody in football at that time that questioned Dan's uh, uh, statement when he came out with it so boldly. I did. Well, you're a lunatic sometimes. But I'm right. No, you're not. 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 No. Not in that case either.
2: I was not correct that he dis was disgusting and he disrespected Kevin Glenn.
4: Oh, no, no, you're right he about did that. that. I was talking about Willie Desjardins' statements about uh, uh, nominating Trevor Harris as the starter for the following season. Sorry. No, uh, I think that was a miscommunication.
2: Uh, it's just that I don't like Marcel Desjardins. He's done some really stupid and ignorant things. He caused shit and havoc with coaching. I... Uh, he, he screwed over Jamie Elzondo, and we lost him from the CFL because of that. Uh, the the list is long and distinguished the fuck ups that this guy has done in the league. Okay. Well,
4: you know, sometimes when you're successful, you do make enemies. However, I, I don't think it, he, he was he's that successful. that he's not not successful this season, that is that's true.
1: I don't get Henry Burris because it's not the last time. It's not the first time that he was looked past as a starting quarterback. They traded him in Calgary. Um, You know what I mean? Saskatchewan had him. It's like Saskatchewan had him, but he came to Calgary for the money. So Henry's always been about himself. Mm. So I don't ever feel sorry for the guy. No, to me
0: this is just whining after the fact. I don't know what the big deal is.
1: In the
4: CFL, it's it's uh, worrying about yourself is it's just a job because it's you know at that time like the the top paying job for a quarterback is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's just a job. It's not it's not. Uh, my, uh, I'm going to be my greatness or the the millions. It's just a it's just a job.
2: Okay, we're going to move on from Marcel Desjardins and Henry Burris, who actually, in my opinion, deserve each other. And uh, will the Alouettes get head coach Kahari Jones to resign for next year, or will he be coaching somewhere else? Okay, now, just to start off right now, they're not going to get Kahari Jones back as he- their head coach next year because he's not really the head coach right now, he is the intern coach head coach okay they haven't even given dropped that title from his from him yet okay I, which i think is just preposterous that they uh that the league or the owners or the general manager whoever it is um has not made him the the head coach and after the season that he's had in there i, I think it's preposterous now i know that our dear friend will has a theory on a kahari jones so i'm going to let him go ahead
1: well, you know what, and and I also think it depends on if they find an owner in the off season, and if the owner is from the Montreal area, head coach will not be Kahari Jones. I bet you, I'll bet you right now they bring Danny Machocha back as the GM and head coach, because I think you need a French presence in Montreal to make it work. And I think Kahari Jones is going to Winnipeg. I'm just, and I don't know how well the league runs the team, but are they going to hire Kahari Jones again? And, And do they have negotiating powers to hire Kahari Jones? Do they have the powers to spend money on Kahari Jones? All that kind of stuff. So I I got a feeling he'll be in Winnipeg. But that's just me. And I I think he would be a good fit in Winnipeg because he's loved in Winnipeg. Despite losing the Grey Cup in 2001 against Marcus Crandall. (laughs)
2: Loser.
0: He'll never live that one down.
2: No, no, no. and he shouldn't. And he, and he shouldn't. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Charles, what's your thoughts on Kahari Jones resigning in, in Montreal? Yay, nay? Should they? Will he? Oh, I think
0: 100% they should. Uh, are they going to... I really I don't know um, why have they not named him the full-time head coach already? I mean,
4: he's earned
0: that job to do that, and then so if they're not uh, gonna do that, maybe he does end up back in Winnipeg if uh, Michael Shea leaves. So there could be a, a few mu- musical chairs in the coaching departments uh, this
2: off-season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phil, what do you got?
4: Well, you guys have covered all the conspiracy theories. So um, I'm just going to go with, like, facts. And I'm going to say that uh, there there may not be as much switching around of coaches in the CFL as I thought there was going to be a couple weeks ago. Things just might stand, Pat, other than I'm pretty sure that the coach in Ottawa is going to end up back home in Edmonton and maybe Jason Moss in Ottawa. But other than that, I don't see any any other changes.
2: You think Jason Moss is going to Ottawa? Did you say that?
0: Yeah. 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 Corey only is gone in Toronto, I think. I don't
2: see any. So you don't think Ottawa is going to get any better? That's what you're telling us. Uh, I think going
4: be, there's going to be a change of philosophy in Ottawa. is what I'm, what I'm thinking. And maybe with new general manager. But I think I told you guys last week about the rumor about uh, Chris Jones ending up in Toronto, eh? And running the whole organization, the, the entire football op, operations organization, it's
2: not going to happen.
1: I don't buy it. I don't either because I don't think, I don't think Chris Jones and uh, Pinball Clemens
2: would mesh. No, not at all. Chris Jones,
0: yeah.
1: Well, no. I, hang
2: on, hang on. Phil just said point. that he would run the entire show. So that means that Pinball Clemens would be removed from his position as general pinball manager. Would still be,
4: pinball and, would and, be that's as, a, as a figurehead, and MLSE would work directly with Chris Jones. And every <coughs> game the Browns lose, the chance of that is bigger and bigger.
1: And like I said before, Chris Jones' ego is too big for the CFL. He will never come back. Because he would consider
0: that a failure if he had to come back. to this. It would be like going backwards.
1: Come on, it's the big smoke, it was, baby.
4: It's the, the big smoke, to... baby. It, it ain't Calgary. It ain't Vancouver. It's the big smoke, baby. It's another
1: country. He was the head coach of the general manager for Canada's team. So, come on. He's not going to go to Toronto. Yeah, but Toronto is another country. Remember this. Can you feel the sarcasm? <sighs> Yet From you
4: Ed Wood for a year, I I, I probably couldn't talk to you again, Will, if, if Chris Jones ended up being the head coach and and head of football operations in Toronto,
1: I, I I'd have a hard why, time I having don't, a conversation. I don't, why? I don't hide. I'm always here, Phil.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't I mean I'd let Phil back on the, the show.
1: It?
4: I'd have to cast my eyes down to the floor and and uh, be apologetic. and What's that word? Gloat? Uh, I'm done, I'm done. Sorry, guys, I'm showing up
2: seriously. Okay, the, the, the show's over. Okay, real quick, Cody Fajardo missed the last game of the season. Is he going to play in the Western Finals? Charles, yes or no?
0: Uh, I think he will play. Yes,
2: William. Yes. Phil, do you think he's going to play? He's got a uh, a, a tore uh, a pulled muscle in his back. I mean, that's my back sucks right now. I couldn't throw a football to save my life. I'm you fucking see, praying he, so. He, I'm fucking praying that? so.
4: I, I'm not religious, but uh, this week I'm religious. I
2: am praying so. Because if they don't, they're, they ain't going to the Grey Cup. And even no, if he does they may so. not go to the Grey Cup. So You're right.
4: You're right about both those statements.
2: So, anyhow, that's the end of I'll our be show. Is it? Go ahead, Charles. Tell just a, a quick more. thought.
0: I'll be interested to see how some of these young quarterbacks like Bajardo and Dane Evans fare in a playoff game they played well up to now during the regular season. The playoffs are a different animal.
2: Big time. Big time. The pressure that's on them is unbelievable. Mike Rowley hasn't seen the playoffs in a couple years now. What does
0: that have to do with anything?
2: I don't know. I don't know why people feel that they, they, they can throw dumb shit like that out. It's totally irrelevant to the I,
0: conversation. It doesn't make any sense. It's got nothing to do with the topic.
2: <laughs> and, and then does he anybody, thinks it's Does
1: anybody know who? Does anybody know who the last uh, first-year starter was who won the Grey Cup?
2: Oh, Levi Mitchell. Uh, I got to oh, close off the show. Yeah, I was gonna uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number four hundred and nine. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. The season's done. It's over. Playoff time. It is playoff time. Uh, we're going to go around the panel, say goodnight to everybody, and then we're out of here. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, three nights from now. I think it's three nights. and Two nights, maybe. I don't know. And we'll do our predictions for the season. Actually, maybe we'll do it Thursday. I don't know. End of the show now. Charles, say goodnight.
0: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later this week.
2: Phil, go quick. Good night. Good night everybody and go bombers. William.
1: Good night everybody. Go else.
2: Go else. Okay, you're not gonna say anything about... never mind. Goodbye. <laughs>